Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm with some wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the Man Up Podcast. This is podcast 128, uh, more than two years of doing this, almost two and a half. Uh, I'm uh, Steve Titch, uh, sitting in for our regular host, Bill Cox, who may join us later. Uh, he's in a meeting, but we decided to get started because this is the same night as Game 7 of the World Series, and we're here in Sugarland, Texas, which is just outside Houston. So we're rooting for the Astros. Uh, I can't believe they didn't win yesterday, but, you know, Strasburg, got to admire that. So uh, with me today, uh, we've got our regular panel, Bill, um, I'm sorry, Robert Koshu, our corporate trainer, uh, Mike Cropper, our... Our uh, prosecutor and attorney um, calling in from from the road from Granbury, Texas. Our deacon Kyle Trahan, and uh, as I said, I'm Steve Titch. I am a policy writer and sometime poker player. We are in uh, a study of the Ten Commandments, uh, published by uh, Baptist Way Press, Connect 360. The title is Pillars still standing after centuries of change. We are approaching the end. We are on the Ninth Commandment. Uh, this is in Exodus 2016. Uh, again, we've been doing no dramatic readings this time. I'm, I'm not going to do Charlton Heston. Uh, but uh. The, uh, we are on the commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And as we do customarily, I'm going to go around ask these guys basically for a bit of a summary of uh, what they're thinking of. Uh, Robert. Yeah, so I'm, I'm flagging Steve down to say, let me go first because I'm going to not use a summary. I'm going to, I'm going to, we always talk about um, in our podcast, we always talk about stories of faith and building your faith story. And so this past Sunday I went with my lovely bride because her home church, Willow Meadows Baptist Church, had a 80s, 90s reunion of all the kids that grew up in the youth ministry there in the 80s. My wife was one of them. And so their former youth minister and music minister um, came into town, and they had roughly 150 people show up Saturday night for a dinner and story time. And then he preached Sunday morning, and it was really, it was revolving all around the faith and the story and the journey of faith that they as a group had started on and continued to journey on. And it's just something, it struck me as something I just wanted to talk about real briefly with this, just because if you're out there and you're a man, build your story of faith. Because it gives you something to go back to and go back towards as you're moving forward. I am looking forward to the lesson, so I'm going to hand it past the baton back over after you guys allowing me to indulge in that for a brief moment. Mike? Yes. Uh, folks, the, the, by the wording and by the, the statement that may, uh, Steve made, you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. Let's start with false witness first, folks, as you might imagine. Uh, this came way back from the Old Testament, um, possibly from the beginning of mankind, from Adam and Eve. Um, we've always had individuals in our lives, whether it's Adam and Eve, whoever, that we didn't like. Okay, and um, if if back when God was trying to set up a direction for us to go and live honestly. It was not uncommon for you to bribe somebody to testify falsely against a person or you yourself to testify against that person as if they've committed a crime in order to hurt them. Not, I don't want to say punish, but the, the fact is, is, is you lie to get, get at your neighbor 
Um, for one way or another, you hate him because you liked his wife, you liked the property he had, whatever it was. Uh, God was very, very uh, angry about persons who would not only lie. This wasn't about getting candy. This wasn't about getting a free coat. This is about lying to hurt someone by lying in such a way that they would be punished for a crime. Now, so the, the false testimony means that you stood before a judge, whether it was back in the uh, Old Testament, it was generally a uh, Hebrew judge or a person in the church, high up in the church, was also uh, had the, the position of judging people and their, their wrongs and their deeds and things and harms to each other. And um, the, you would have to swear, just like you do today in court, you would have to swear before the priest that you're going to tell the truth. And the whole truth, nothing but truth, so help you God. We don't know if they said those exact words, but that's what they did, essentially. And that's why you came up with the you shall not bear false witness, witness meaning testifying against your, your neighbor, your friend, or whoever. Well, this wouldn't be a friend, obviously. But um, whoever you wish to harm by accusing them of a crime that they did not commit. So just just some basic setup for today's lesson. Of course, you guys can add anything you want to on that, but that's my basic take of it. And then we will spread out because the author goes into today's everyday life. We look at gossip. We look at um, possibly even tabloids, possibly even <laughs> politics. Right? We can go yes. as far as we want to this. <laughs> and, and in other words, we distort facts. Is that right lying? So anyway, looking forward to today's lesson. So Kyle, I... Uh, are you are you outdoors tonight or are you indoors? <laughs> no, <laughs> and no, you have actually, to tell the truth. Uh, <laughs> I believe Robert has uh, led on in a couple of podcasts ago. One of the ones I had to miss because of work, and uh, that I am staying in his pop up trailer. And uh, right now it's uh, I don't know. We've dipped into the thirties, I think, right now. And. Uh, you know, I love camping, so this is really cool, but it is nice and gusty, so every now and then the, the house will, you know, expand and contract the little window. Uh, so it's, it's quite interesting. If you hear a whoosh, it, that's it. it. It's the wind. And uh, so, yeah, no, uh, no fires or anything like that for me tonight. I wish, though. So what do you think about the lesson today? You know, it's... Uh, it's interesting that this is one of the last of our commandments, but it's also one of the hardest ones to keep. You know, um, thou shalt not kill. All right, well, that's a pretty easy one for me to, to uphold most days. You know, um, if you're looking at it as a day-by-day -day type of thing. Um, you know, but the, the author of this particular lesson in our book you know, he, he brought things to light, you know, when we're children, learning the difference between lying and the truth, you know, fact and fiction, and sometimes that was, it was easy to cross that line, and then once you cross that line, it was hard to come back and find yourself back where you should be, because, you know, you get caught in a lie, well, you know, sometimes it's easier to expand the lie than to come clean at that moment. So, you know what? I've been lying to you. Instead of spawning this out of total control, I'm going to come clean. And that's just such a hard thing to do. Today, back then, or in the future, I'm sure. There's, there's the whole aspect of, of the you know, do not lie about other people which Mike was touching on, and I like this idea. Yeah, it's the hardest commandment to keep us down toward the bottom because it's so easy to break. The, the idea of just misrepresenting oneself uh, beyond simply lying about somebody else. Um, or in our culture now, we have, we have kind of... We don't call it lying. We call it spin. We call it putting the best face on something. Well, and, and you know, let's where's this? Where's the line? <laughs> well, and then there's then there's social media. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'll open the can of worms. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so how many of us? So 
I'm just going to ask around the room. I know this because I've been dutifully instructed on numerous occasions. If you are taking a photo, do you hold it straight and take it, or do you lift it up and take it? Like at an angle with the camera aiming down on you. Is it a, is it more, is it, well, is there a representation aspect? I was a little aesthetic question. <laughs> well, it is an aesthetic. Um, I was going to say, you're asking this of a photographer. Yes, I I'm going to go with Steve. It's a situational thing. I've never personally but I got to put done, done what you're saying I, I will tell you now, if you talk to any millennial Gen Z person, the only way they will ever take a selfie is if their arm is up and the camera is coming down on them because it makes them look thinner. Oh. <laughs> it also makes them look shorter. Oh, really? And they'll notice that. They don't care. <laughs> but that, but that is important. just, you know, just starting out, you know, with that. Why am I doing that? Why? Well, because I want to look thinner. You know? Because I'm not mm -hmm. really as fat as I really am. I want to so look thinner. So you're saying deception mm -hmm. is a form of lie. Basically, yeah. Right? Oh, gosh, yes. Right? Absolutely. And then, and then take it on there as you look through it and think about what you see on social media today. Mm -hmm. You know, there mm -hmm. there is a lot of people they will put out there. Go go read. I love reading, and, and I will trash people in my profession as a trainer. I love reading experienced custom design trainers. And I go start looking at their LinkedIn profile and I get beyond their headline and they've worked three years in training. <laughs> you know, seriously. You know, and, and I, I know why they're doing it. As Steve said, it's spin. Mm -hmm. I'm an expert in three years. Yeah, exactly. I'm nowhere near an expert and I've been doing it for over 20 years. <laughs> you know, right. a, a, uh, a uncle of mine once told me that expert is an X is is an unknown quantity and spurt is a drip under pressure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But is that the same as assuming? Very much so. Mm -hmm. Very much so. But it but it's one of those things where even what we do with deception and and it turns out to not be well in most people's minds today, and I think this goes back to where we've been really uh. dancing this entire 13 weeks, because we've been dancing around, is this goes back to the culture. And when you throw God out of the culture completely, and, and don't get me wrong, don't want to stay church, have no desire for that. I personally, if you ever sit down and we have a nice long chat, I'll tell you the worst thing that ever happened is when we married Christianity to the American flag in the 1950s. Uh, but when you throw any sense of moral right or wrong and you go back to moral relativism as your overall stance you degrade everything to where to the point is as you said Steve what is the truth anymore does anybody really know what the truth is well that's we can go back to our whole podcast we did at the start mm -hmm. that's kind of almost the cultural objective uh, to basically make everything so relative that there's there's no there is no truth there is no absolute truth now of course there's 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 relativism in a lot of things but uh, at least we, we have to go from a certain certain perspective we we accept certain things as true and and I guess this is where the, the commandments come in because essentially they are presented in the Bible as near absolutes. Of course, now we're debating in the, so what, what does it mean, but you know, what does do not murder mean, but it's fairly straightforward. It, it occurs to me when you just brought up work, uh, uh, to me, that just a, taking one area out of the way on, on lying, that, that you can tie theft to lying very, very easily, even in the workplace. For instance, if I, I approach one of the employees under me and He's late for work and gets caught because he tried to sneak in the back door and say, are you just now getting here? They, oh, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> First of all, they're stealing time, right? Yep. There's stuff mm -hmm. there. And then they're lying because they don't want to mm -hmm. admit what mm -hmm. you said, that they are late for work. So you got two things. And then, of course, the relevant part of that, too, I mentioned to Steve at the first was 
with gossip and, and the amount of money that can be made from tabloids. All of you know is tabloids at the grocery stores and whether they're outright lies or whether they're just rumors or whether they're, they're expanded truth or, 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 or deflected truth or um, whatever, amended truth, whatever you want to call it, or amended lies, there is a ton of money to be made and we've grown up with this, right? How many of us read comic books when we were young? The, the money from that, not that we don't like storytelling, we all love storytelling. That's just why they do so well. Uh, but if we have to be careful, if we're kids, you have to differentiate between the two, between storytelling and, of course, what truth you're presenting, whether it's your teacher or your parent. But there's uh, so much money. Uh, all of you go to the movies today, the Avengers, the Avengers Endgame, the Avengers Infinity War. We love stories. Oh, those are, are stories, but every time they go in, they're not presented as stories. But let me take you back to the tabloid thing. Sure, I, sure. Because what we are now in is this idea of, you know, reporting rumor is rumor. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and or reporting what's right. said this well, whole thing and, about and what is what on beyond the tablet. You know, what's but, on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, no, no, yes, actually, it is it has become the mainstream. But now, 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 what is said in Twitter, whether it's true or not, is treated as news. Oh, look what they're saying on Twitter about this. Go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry. Well, no, uh, you were on an interesting thing, so I was going to let you go on that one. Uh, but you know. Uh, certainly for that, even with the news, Steve, that same pathway you were just going down there, is that if you say it and see it, and I listen to newscaster or whatever, I can believe it as fact. Whether it has any basis or not, um, our, our old pastor, uh, Phil Weinberger, used to say that he hated to watch the news he would only read the newspaper because at least in the reading of it you can take away from it what you want but when you visualize watching the news or you know certainly even I guess that kind of debunks my thing with the Twitter thing because he would read the news and you can lie on that just as easily but uh, nonetheless um, the, the point I was wanting to make was off of what Mike had said uh, like stealing at work I was a uh, manager with a local retailer for a lot of years and that it was hugely prevalent of you know we were dealing with a lot of younger you know people um you know most of my my guys were 18 to 23 you know and they'd go out and party that night or whatever and they're coming in late for their shift and they would text or whatever their buddy that's already at work hey would you clock me in they'd run over and type in their number Hey, man, I'm, I'm five minutes away. Then, of course, you know, as companies start to get smart of it, they put in biometrics, so unless you can leave your finger behind, <laughs> we pretty much cut that out because you had to stick your little finger and read a fingerprint on there to clock in and out. But, you know, there's so many other companies, you know, like my, my wife's work, you know, they just write down their time. You know, it's, it's an honesty thing. Of course, it's a Christian company, and they only hire people that are referred from churches and, and whatnot. So for that one company, but all, you, all it takes is that one person in there to skim a few hours or a few minutes, you know, each day, and it adds up to so much. And then the resentment of the other people that are on time, and it's that one little lie that they're trying to get away with, you know, each and every time. person, and they get really angry when you confront them. If, if you really have the evidence to show that they did it, they get angry at you for pointing it out. Right. This is a no church answer. So, so uh, is there, are there times when it's okay for a Christian to lie? I mean, there's, there's diplomacy. There's, there's the, there's the <laughs> classic... There's the classic question, what do you do when your wife asks, does this outfit make you look <laughs> Well, you, you're answering faith believing. I mean, right. I, I, I think there is a place for that. It's like storytelling. As long as you make it clear to your children that this is a story, Santa Claus, and, and we talked about this a little bit in our class, 
you're raising your children and you're presenting fantasies to them of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and things like that, as long as you make it clear to them what you're doing and why you're doing it, because they will grow out of it, and it's just something that is accepted and you like to see them do. So coming back, uh, is, is it wrong to... It's like somebody asked me, and I'm not feeling good today. They ask me how I'm doing, and I say, I'm doing great, thank the Lord. And that's in my heart, I'm doing great. I may not feel good in the flesh, so am I lying there, or am I presenting something that's not true? Should I tell them, oh no, I feel terrible today? No, I don't think so, um, because you said the right wording there, Mike, especially for what you just said. Yeah. It's, I feel great in my heart. Mm -hmm. So do you feel great? Well, mm -hmm. yes. I do, and you can honestly in your soul say, I feel good. Yeah. So in that circumstance, even though you're putting a, you're not expressing your ill feeling physically, mm -hmm. I don't think that's a lie. That, that's an omission, but is it, is, and yes, that can take us down another rabbit trail, is an omission, and it was brought up in our, in our lesson. You know, not saying something when we should. But for that, I think uh, I think our human personalities want to know everything is okay anyway. And if you honestly feel that you are great in your soul, I think leaving out that you feel ill today is not a lot. I, I think it's if you if the omission is a deliberate attempt to mislead. Malicious of some degree. Yeah, versus correct. an omission that, like if it's going to matter. Yeah. Like, can you fly? Can you fly this plane today? <laughs> yeah. Well, well. Or can and, you do? Or so, can you operate this heavy equipment today? And if you're like on medication, you may not be. But you know, yeah. you may. Recently, um, my family had one, so mm -hmm. my youngest son was making a decision on what to do about some schooling and mm -hmm. some other stuff. And with everything, we were trying to move out of our house, and we had been pushed back several weeks over. Mm -hmm. And it was going to happen one way or the other way. And I simply asked him, I said, please do not tell your mother mm -hmm. until we get settled in the house. Because I, I knew how my wife would react. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, you know. And it's like, and, and it's like mm -hmm. okay, she's got enough on her plate right now, and it's mm -hmm. not going to matter. Her, her, her being what, how she would react to it wouldn't matter in the long run yeah. to it. And so that's an omission moment as an example. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, we are looking at the Ninth Commandment. You shall not bear witness against your neighbor. We've been talking about a little bit of the times it might be okay to either not quite tell the truth or delay the truth. Uh, let's, let's talk a little about uh, what the author gets into is when it's necessary to speak the truth. He, he, he titles the chapter Speaking yeah. the Truth in Love, which he derives from Paul. Uh, the idea of when when part of loving someone means speaking up and telling the truth, um, no matter where where it might take, and and uh, I guess my first question is: anybody been in, in this type of situation where where they felt they've not had to actually bear false witness against their neighbor, but actually have to say something truthful, or by, by not saying something, by not saying the truth, uh, simply withholding it, they'd be, they'd be breaking this commandment. Okay, so you're saying, could, could you, by not saying anything, could you actually be lying, or lying, result yes. in a form of lying? Yes, yes, by or by not telling, and, and conversely, um, have, you know, when is the time, when is the situation, how, how do you Tell the truth in law. I, I, I think that could happen. That could come to a court of law, as, as I yeah. said. If, in fact, a person withholds testimony and a person's going to be found guilty of a crime they didn't commit, and you mm -hmm. need, the, because there has been someone or some people 
that have risen up against him mm -hmm. to testify against him uh, to hurt them. Mm -hmm. And then you have somebody over here that has mm -hmm. knowledge that would benefit the case itself such that the person may not be guilty at all or mm -hmm. it will it will uh, at least take away from the evidence mm -hmm. from the accusers. And that would and, and interesting you brought we, we, that up because no, no. Uh -huh. <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. Christ uh, Christ had the perfect example. He said if you if you destroy this body I'll raise it up again in three days. Now, now the, the funny thing about that is, is Christ deliberately said that. He wanted there to be confusion and ambiguity because his purpose was to come here and die. And, and die on the cross for mm -hmm. our sins. But coming back to the court, as I was saying, I, I think you have an obligation and the Jewish people believe that you are guilty of lying. If you have the evidence that would disprove a charge or an mm -hmm. accusation against your brother and you did not mm -hmm. speak up, and present it in the court. Uh, now, that's that's old times. I don't know how that would fit. Well, you have to say that issues right? where cases will get reversed. If if the prosecution oh, withholds, true. that's why you have discovery. If, 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 if exculpatory evidence is withheld, that can create uh, can create a mistrial or a, a reversal of verdict. Yes. Well, and, yes. and I'll take the opposite yes. of it. So, at work. If you're involved in, depending on your work, I know Kyle's involved in something where fraud can run rampant. I've been involved in three different industries now. I've been in financial services, retirement, banking, savings and investment, banking itself, and now I'm in oil and gas. And in all three of those, there is opportunity for people to do things that are cutting the corner, so to speak, to save money or to make money for them that is bad. You know, um, and I always, you know, is it illegal, immoral, or is it going to cost the company money? And if it's one of those three things, in my mind, you and Kyle, I'd really like to hear because I know what you do for a living. In my mind, you are duty-bound to speak up. To stop that, and I think that's where, and I think that from a men's leadership, that's where Paul is going when he talks about speaking the truth in love. And I know he means mm -hmm. other things as well, but you know we do try to put a little leadership men spin on. Yes, of course. Okay. And well, so, yeah, Kyle is in the business of insurance writing, right? He can spin a little bit. Oh on yeah, if he wants to. <laughs> help Continue, Kyle. Right, Kyle. You, you could change a few of the facts, or let's say distort or mildly amend the facts to help somebody get a, an advantageous insurance policy, right? And, uh, and, and many people would not look down on you, right? Uh, you know, if I was doing some some slightly different forms of insurance, maybe. And I, I can do some of that, uh, some of the life insurance stuff, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, you have to answer health questions and this yeah. and that. And, you know, that, that is easy enough. Um, I'm just stupid enough to mess something up. So I know I'm never going to do it because it's not worth my licensing and stuff like that, my livelihood to take a chance to mess with that. But. I run into stuff all the time, you know, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's miseducation for what I run into, but a lot of times it's just they don't care, you know, so they'll just tell them whatever, you know, and I'll ask people, you know, well, why, are, why did you do that? Why are you in the type of insurance you have? Well, I don't know. They said it was the right thing for me, and I, I just look at them point blank, and it's not the right thing for them. And it hasn't been for years, or maybe they've been overpaying, or whatever. You know, so it is very easy for uh, for it to be spun. And, and I don't remember who asked, but uh, yeah, and a lot of people would not look down upon someone doing that. Oh, well, you know, that's just part of the industry. That, that well, it, and and it's one of those do. that drove me nuts as I was going through this. There was this kind of understood thing as I was going through my house that, oh yeah, the contractor's going to mess this up and I'll have to come back and fix it afterwards. And I'm just like, why? 
Okay. You know, the bill. Yeah. Coming back to yeah. insurance, you passed. Yeah. How how common do we know of today that hospitals pod pad pad insurance bills, right? Doctors pad insurance. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean, well, it's, it's uh, accepted it's, almost. It's like almost business standards. Hey. Our 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 real director, our real host, just popped in. Uh, I was here all the time. I was here all the time. No, you, could, you couldn't have been We're not. Uh, you, you in this podcast on honesty, you get it. That's, that's right. Hey, and you know what? And it's great to be here. And you know, one thing that, and I don't know if you guys covered it, but just, and stop me if you did, but. Uh, the, the big issue that I see in American society that goes unchecked now is lying to oneself. No, and we what, oh, we have not yet. And and, and and let me let me give you an example. <laughs> That's an example. Yes, <laughs> I yes I do. Okay. Stolen valor. Okay. Ooh. Somebody claiming that he is something that he's not. We even had a senator go and talk about how when he was in Vietnam, he was fact-checked, fact and he was never in Vietnam. And then, there's, and then there's other people that make huge achievements and say, oh, I was raised very poor, and I had a handicap, and I had to overcome all that to reach the top of the mountain, when the reality was their dad was a Sherpa, and they were already halfway up the mountain already. But here's the thing, because we're men, because we're men, and the whole thing about this Man Up podcast is your journey of faith. As you get older, like myself, and you look back on your life, look back, and if you've lived it honestly, you'll get to see what you've actually achieved and be able to actually see what maybe you missed out in life. You'll be able to see it honestly. However, if you lie and you live those lies and you look back on your life, you can't discern what was actually true. So and at the end, and you have nothing so, to look so at. So Bill was not here when we started, and I started with um, one man's legacy about a journey of faith. Where you let me real quick, Bill. We were we weren't here this Sunday because we went my wife's home church where she grew up, Willow Meadows Baptist Church, had a youth group reunion from the kids of the 80s. And the youth minister, he's now the chaplain at Baylor University, he actually came and preached. And they had 150 people show up Saturday night as his legacy that you had talked about. Because And, and I just mentioned it because it was stories of faith. And I think you're right. That's where as you grow in your faith, we build those stories. And those stories come from, I think, being honest with each other. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, Ed, because it's also being honest with yourself. And Kai, like, the, I, like, like the child that grabbed a uh, that bought an mm-hmm. Eagle Scout badge at a garage sale and pinned it on a shirt. Yeah, you're wearing that Eagle Scout, but you're not an Eagle Scout. Well, all right. This is why we leave. Where we let Bill back in the door, man. You're coming up with good stuff, dude. It's, uh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna talk to you because you and I have both run into this in the professional world, and I alluded to it earlier, where you know I've seen trainers put out there. You know, I'm an expert in this. You know, and I go really dig into them, and yeah, they've been in training all of five years. Right. You know, and I know you've seen that too, Kyle, where people come into the profession and, like you said, they really don't know what they're doing, and so they're signing people up stuff. They're signing people up for stuff basically to get a paycheck, but they're presenting themselves as an expert. I, I got a question though, because we were talking about you talking about definitely people who who um, inflate their past or or lie to themselves. Mike and I were, were touching on this briefly before we started the recorder. What if your situation where you're in a church, um, 
and someone someone has joined the church, an older person, and they their conversion seems genuine, and you've known them for five years. They're around the church. They they don't they they, they come every they, they're at services. They come Sunday school, uh, but it turns out uh, they have a past that sometimes when they're younger days they either were really they served time in jail. They did they committed a crime. Maybe it was let, let's let's assume it was that let's assume it was some, somewhat on the serious scale, uh, or 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 it was were involved in drugs or whatever clearly have straightened themselves out by now um, and, and certainly externally you can't judge someone's heart but you know give, gives every other opinion that they are truly a Christian and somebody finds out about that past is it is that uh, somebody finds out about that past and is it even though it's truthful is there anything served by bringing that to the church community. I Man, that's interesting. See, I don't think so. There, there, are, there are times, so, there are times, you guys are some of the few in this church that know, other people that listen to our podcast, that know that I actually went to seminary and was a youth minister, paid staff, for several years. I do not broadcast that. You know, part of it is because I don't want people. You know, Just broadcast. Yeah, other than, but it, but it's not, but it's not something. Oh, I'm yeah, four thousand people that download our yeah, now no, no, no. But, but it's right, but it's but it's one of those things that there are times I will not admit what I do for a living to people. You know, mm-hmm. if we're in there and we're talking about and. And it's not a setting where I'm going to be involved and people are talking about, here's how we design training or all that. And it's mm-hmm. not at my office. It's not somewhere mm-hmm. where I'm going to contribute. I will deliberately keep my mouth shut. Well, I think, I think Steve can uh, address this or certainly identify with it. I'm not the person that would broadcast it. But I like to hold on to that ace. Well, don't you think I, Jesus did the same thing? I mean, and I think most men do. Uh, if you do find out, uh, just to hold on to it, but I would not broadcast that, but I would continue to minister to that person. Yeah. Well, well Jesus, Kyle, did, the same, Kyle, Jesus did the same thing. That I mean, you know, he didn't run around and go, I'm the Messiah. I'm the Messiah. No. He was subtle in his approach. And if you came to him, he would continue to minister to you. Well, he was going to minister to you whether you wanted it or not. You know, but he held that back, as you were saying, Bill, that, you know, he he didn't run around and say whatever. You know, I'm not. But what if you had something that you were ashamed of in your past? Oh, I do. And I, I, I mean, and, and I think every everybody. Oh yeah, we all have that. I, I think we, I think we all do. But but the thing about it is, it's in our past, mm-hmm. and we're trying to live better. We're and and, and being being mm-hmm. part of the community of God is to comfort people that are, who who are in who are in trouble who who are. Uh, their their faith is is weak, and it's up to us as a community to help and comfort people through those times of weakness and help shepherd people and everything. But the only people that don't have anything that they're ashamed of uh, in their life are are people that haven't lived. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, Steve, you asked, you know, if it was something harsh or, you know, whatever, you know, uh, drug charges, whatever, you got stuff that I don't think there's any difference of that person if they've really turned their life around or they're attempting to do so. Um, I don't think there's any difference in them holding that back from, you know, the general populace any more than any one of us 
owning up to the stupid stuff that we've done. Whether we were caught and, you know, sent to prison or whatever for it, or if back in Jesus's day or well before then we had broken one of the, the other laws, would we have been just stoned right there and poof, you don't get a chance. So, you know, I think it is okay for that person to, again, I think it just goes back to the intent. I don't necessarily think they're lying about their past. It's just that not everyone would be able to view their past and say, you're a different person today. Kyle, I, I agree. I, I mentioned that to Steve earlier, right in the broad, before we started the podcast. Uh, you you may have a late, one lady that's been a prostitute in the past, and she wants to share it. She's given her life to the Lord and has changed her life, and she serves in the church. And she will tell everybody about it because she believes that's her testimony. And then you have another one who goes to another church and accepts the Lord, and she becomes a strong Christian, but she doesn't want her past to be known. I think you hit the nail on the head. It can be the person in their particular character, whether or not they're capable of of withstanding the the darts from a fellow Christians. And uh, the the second one, the, the second example I gave to you, maybe she went to another church and moved away so that her past would not be part of her history. I don't think it's a problem that she hides it. If she chooses to hide that, eventually somebody's going to find out, though. So she might ought to prepare her, her friends, but. I think some things you, you can keep silent about. Well, I think one thing about if, this discussion that we've kind of beat around the bush, and, and let, me, let me go to what I think uh, a big part of this is, this commandment, thou shalt not lie, is also a directive for us to pick who we hang out with. Mm. The, people, the people that we surround ourselves with. I have a friend, a good friend, who's a liar. I'll, I'll call him Jeff because that's his name, Jeff. But he's, he's a, a liar. Friend. He's a good friend. He's a liar. But I know he's a liar. And I treat him differently because I know that. He's still my friend. But I keep him as, to the podcast. I keep him as a different. I keep him and treat him differently than if he was a trusted confidant. He's not, he's not a trusted confidant. I like I still like him, but it's it's he's a, he's he's a, I have a different relationship with him because of that. My wife had a had a lady who absolutely assassinated people's character. She not only criticized them she would criticize them publicly in front of people that did not need to hear it. Okay? Yeah. And and, and and my wife was strong enough that she literally cut that person out of her life. Yeah. And it's made a world of difference for her because when she used to get ready to go and see her because this, this lady, for some reason or another, really liked hanging out with my wife, you could feel the heaviness that she was worried about what she was going to say, what she was going to wear, to make sure that she wasn't the person that was going to have her character assassinated by this person. And I think that's one thing about this commandment that we as men, we kind of blow, blow by things. But it is telling us, look at the people that you hang with. Mm -hmm. You shall not lie, but don't hang around people that do. Right. Well, you might have to if they're, if they're at your job. <laughs> okay. Okay. But you, uh, yes. But make okay, it a bit of a point. You treat right. them differently. You have right because you know that, and you mm -hmm. live honestly, and you will honestly treat them differently than if they were sure. not a liar and someone that you had confidence in. So. Um, I know we're getting down to the end, and I, man, I'm glad that I made it uh, here at halftime. The, the, the game seven still zero zero. No, uh, we scored. It, you only hit a home run. Did he really? <laughs> awesome, awesome. One zero. Not, not that we're following it. Man, I'm not right, 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 right. So, uh, and uh, I want to go down and just uh, get some uh, final uh, uh, summary comments and. Uh, 
Man, you can't uh, do a thing online without talking to a judge. So, uh, Michael Crawford. Michael <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, folks, it's all around us. I, I think Robert said something, and Steve alluded to it, and Bill, of course. Folks, uh, it's very easy to bend the truth. It's very easy to say a, a, a white lie, and you have to stay on yourself. I have to stay on myself all the time so that I don't ex expand the truth. And that's a nice way of saying uh, a white lie. Uh, so, Whatever's in your heart, try. If, if, you, if you had trouble in the past with lying, keep Jesus Christ in first, first place in your life and keep your desire to tell the truth in everything first place. You may not accomplish it every time, but try to do that. And it's what's in the heart that counts. And I hope that comes out to you folks. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Steve Titch. Um, a lot of this is about your tongue and, <laughs> and keeping it still and keeping your mouth shut I, I, what, what I tend to like to think sometimes uh, is a saying that hung at my uh, university's library it was in the library because they wanted to be quiet and it said if I remember right it's best to keep quiet than because I, it's it's I'm sorry, I lost it completely. I'll be good at it. We'll come um, back to you. It, it's, it's better. Um, I'll, just go, I'll just go to where I was going on this. Ephesians 4.29 uh, kind of gives, uh, gives the guideline that goes with this commandment uh, about speaking the truth and both bearing false witness. And Paul writes in Ephesians 4.29, uh, Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment. So he says there's times to be gentle, there's times to be direct. So it may give grace to those who hear, giving grace. And I'll give you that my line. It's best to keep quiet and be thought a fool than to speak up and remove all doubt. No. <laughs> right, I've heard that before. I, I was just writing it down a little bit different, but uh, yeah, the same exact sentiment. I was like, oh, that's the one he was trying to go for. <laughs> uh, Deacon and Camper Kyle, why don't you give your Deacon, summary? Camping Deacon Kyle, yes. Um, you know, you, Bill, you said it well. Um, surrounding yourself with the right people. Is, is definitely a, a thing. You know, I, I look at the, the news and the media and, you know, there's lies everywhere. Um, uh, um, it's, what is it, the fake news is the word of the thing because you, and it's true, that one of them could be actually saying the truth, but there's so many that are not, it's hard to figure out and discern what the truth is, who's lying and who's not. The truth is so easily manipulated into what needs to be done for some person's agenda. And the thing we need to remember is that, you know, we need to pray and keep God forefront in what we're doing so that he can speak to us. And, you know, some again, and I'm, I'm talking kind of maybe in a situational thing where it's affecting you personally. You're trying to find out how to deal with things and where to go next and who do I believe and what's right for me. And I guess I'm going to go back to pray constantly and seek me and his guidance of what is right and what is wrong. Excellent. Professor? Yeah, so uh, I'll kind of take it from the micro and jump off of Kyle's into the whole macro level of this. There is ultimate truth in the universe. And there is ultimate truth in what we do and where we live. And that truth is found in God's Word. And when we deny that moral truth, we can go all the way through and really 
go down a path that is very bad. And our, our country in particular, we had an original sin in this country called slavery. For four years, from 1861 to 1865, we bathed the country in blood to solve something because men made up a lie about what Scripture said and about what human beings were worth. And it starts with the little lies and it expands to those. And so, you know, as Kyle said, pray ceasingly. Mike talked about stay in God's Word. You know, Steve talked about check yourself all the time. It's always one of those things where we're required to really stay invested in God and learn what real truth is and make sure we follow that truth. And as men, it's our job to lead in that way. And thank you so much for uh, for joining us for podcast number 128. Uh, my name is Bill Cox, and I'm glad to give my 50%. This is, uh, it, was, it was great being here halftime. And uh, I just wanted to... Uh, to uh, put out one obscure observation, which I think that um, I'm pretty well known for. And if you seek truth, you may come across deceit, falsehood, and lies, but it won't stop you from seeking. This is Man Up, podcast number 128. We're so glad that you joined us. We're on iHeartRadio, iTunes. We are on Facebook at Man-Up, where you can post comments. All of our episodes are archived on SoundCloud, and we have a website, which is at man-upspiritualoasis.com. If you're ever in the Houston or Sugarland area, stop in. We'd be more than happy to uh, have you actually come and join us on Sunday morning uh, at Sugarland Baptist Church. But invite you to get involved in a local Bible-based church. And so... Why local? So you'll go. And go join an ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class, and find one that's men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Men Up! You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place! You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.